podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article from the September issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Keeping an Eye on Body Condition in Fall Calving Cows. To discuss the topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's a cow and stalker management system specialist based at the Panhandle Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Wilkie. Thanks for having me. Dr. Wilkie, I think this is a timely article as there's a number of fall calving herds around the state of Nebraska. And I think over the last decade or so, we've actually probably seen an increase in fall calving cows. Uh, this is the time of year when some of those cows have already started calving or they will be soon. As we think about cow body condition score at the time of calving, a lot of these fall calving cows come into calving in pretty good shape. But if they're on fall pasture or something like that, the forage quality that's there between now and the time of breeding, which would be occurring sometime in mid to late November on these fall calving cows, is often really significantly below what their nutrient requirements are. Give us some perspective on some things that folks with fall calving cows need to be paying attention to, especially in a year like this when we've seen dry, droughty conditions across much of the state and forage quality on pasture may not be what it typically is. Right. So, you know, some people who have fall calving cows have a system that involves some summer annuals or winter annuals, annual forages that can be planted in behind some other cropping systems that may provide some pretty good quality forage for cows during lactation and breeding. Um, And that may work out really well this year for those producers. But there is a number of other producers that I think what you and I were kind of concerned about and talking earlier was that they may be out on native type pasture during this time of of calving and, and early lactation. And this drought has just taken a horrendous toll on the quality and the quantity of grass that those cows would typically be able to to consume and, and gain weight on um, in a more normal year. So I think it's what, you know, was the concern as I drove around and looked at some pastures and looked at some cows that were starting to calve. So for folks who are in that scenario where the forage quality is just not what it should be and maybe the quantity is not available, what do they need to think about from a supplementation or substitution standpoint to get those cows or at least be having those cows on a maintaining plane of nutrition. In fact, we'd like to see maybe be gaining weight a little bit, but most of the time, if we can just hold those cows, if they're in good shape, that's really a good place to be as we move between now and breeding. Right. And so the, the danger with the fall calving herd running on perennial pasture, as we see a lot of them doing right now, is that their needs, energy and protein are increasing rapidly as they approach peak lactation. If they're calving right now, eight weeks from the calf's birth date, they're going to be in peak lactation. Shortly after that, we're going to expect them to breed. And so as we've discussed, um, the, if that cow was out on pasture prior to that calf being born and it was good quality pasture, she may be in some pretty good um, body condition. She could be in a body condition six, maybe seven, probably maybe this year not, maybe just six this year, but but still some pretty good body condition score. Then we, we double that energy need with lactation. And then um, we're also decreasing what's available out there from a nutrient content standpoint. So she's basically crashing and that's going to make her cycling and rebreeding very difficult this fall. So 
what to do about that. So if we just throw some protein supplement out on the pasture, she may be able to eat more uh, low quality grass and stuff. And it's probably not going to be enough. Just putting a protein supplement out there is not going to be enough to meet the energy needs of a lactating cow on a really poor quality pasture. So really just throwing some lick tubs out there or um, adding some protein cubes to their diet or something, it's really not going to help that cow in that situation. So previous podcasts, we've discussed a little bit the whole concept of taking some wet distillers and mixing it in with some poor quality forage and, and making kind of a higher quality diet and substituting that. And, and those are certainly options. A lot of people may find that they need to bring those cows into confinement and confinement doesn't have to be a feedlot, it can be pivot corners, it can be fallow ground, whatever. But we may need to mix up a ration, which we may, a lot of people are having to make um, silage out of annual forages this year because of drought conditions. So we could mix in some silage and some distillers and some hay and we could make a ration that could keep that cow on a maintenance plane of nutrition so that when we turn those bulls in, she's not plummeting in her body condition. So that is an option too. Carla, as we look at hay prices, especially in many parts of the state where these dry conditions are occurring, hay is going to be fairly valuable this fall. And so if folks are looking at a scenario where hay is expensive, they also might be looking and saying whole corn is a pretty competitive option on an energy type opportunity. What are your thoughts there around using some whole corn in a diet for these cows? This is going to be a good year to evaluate corn as an energy source because hay is so expensive. There is starch in corn, and so we do need to make sure where a cow is on basically a roughage diet um, that we have plenty of degradable protein, uh, rumen degradable protein to digest the corn in the diet, but we can provide that with some distiller's grains. Alfalfa hay is going to be very expensive, so I know that that's the greatest protein source. Maybe a, a liquid protein supplement with some urea added in it would work well in that case to, to mix with some poor quality forages. There's some different options, and corn is certainly going to um, be an option this year because I think hay prices are going to be kind of high. Carla, anything else you'd like to highlight in this topic or things you'd like to emphasize folks might just want to think about as they're in the scenario they are right now with fall calving cows? So the baby calf that has to come into confinement is probably going to need either access to some bunk space where he doesn't get pushed around by the cows or he's going to need a creep grazing area to himself or maybe a creep feeder. Commercial creep feeds um, can get a little expensive and calves can consume quite a bit of that. Those can be very useful in this situation, but producers need to be really careful that they know what their costs are, what the return is going to be on that cost. You know, if there's a creep gate or something that we can let the calves graze some other options or have a, a bunk area where some higher quality hay is mixed with distillers and corn for them and they are on a little different diet than the cows, that's an option too. And then some of the same issues that we fight in a spring herd can still be an issue in a fall herd. Um, even though obviously this year we're not fighting a lot of wet conditions that could cause a lot of um, scouring issues due to pathogens. We're still confining those calves pretty tight, and so we want to be kind of careful that the older calves are not mixed with the younger calves until the youngest calves are a month old. 
calves could sure use a place to lay down that's dry and clean and away from cows. So if we have to go into early confinement for those fall-born pairs, then making sure that we have some place for those calves to get away from the cows is going to be important because that's kind of the beauty of the fall calving system in a way is that a lot of people will just calve them out on pasture because of the warmer weather and they're already spread out and they don't fight a lot of disease. And so being cognizant of changing the management scenario to more of a spring type situation for those fall cows kind of makes producers maybe be a little more vigilant of what the calves might be facing. As we think about these fall calving cows and also think about maybe forage quality not being what he'd like it to be, what about the option of maybe early weaning these calves, especially thinking about where distiller's grains and whole corn, some of those nutrient-dense, high-energy products are fairly cost-competitive right now. Is that an option maybe that we would consider doing instead of maybe leaving those calves on the cows through the winter? Yes, that can be a very useful option for those um, fall-born calves because it does allow you to put the, the cow, who is now no longer facing those increased demands from lactation, um, it, it allows you to put her on a pretty low-quality, limit-fed diet and still maintain her without lactation. And then it allows you to put some of those higher-quality um, hays that – are too expensive to buy for the cow to run through her just to buy a smaller portion um, to feed to the calf mixed with the distillers and the corn, which may or may be cheaper sources. And that may be the, the most logical way for those producers to maintain or to maintain the type of growth they like to have on those fall born calves without the cost of running it through the cow. So that may be an option for a lot of people this year as well. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Wilkie. Well, thanks for having me. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Again, this is from the September issue of the Beef Watch newsletter, and it's titled Keeping an Eye on Body Condition in Fall Calving Cows.